And welcome back to another episode of Stafford and Matthews, episode 16. As always, Joe Stafford, Chris Matthews, former Seahawk and Raven. And guys, we have a third guest today, our intern, Kevin. Kevin, what's intern Kev? What's up? What's up, guys? How you guys doing? Here we go. What's going on, man? Nothing much. Just chilling, ready to get this going. Here we go. We got Kev on the show today. Uh, yeah, we'll probably be on the show for the foreseeable future too, just to have him as kind of a crutch there. If we kind of, you know, go into some gray area or get us back on track or give us some stats or anything, we'll be able to <laughs> go to Kev. Actually, speaking of stats, Kev, what are the uh, the records at right now? Let's see. Right now, Joe's got 70% right. Chris has got 66% right. What? It's getting closer. Oh, closer? Yeah, it's getting closer. You're, you, I was up like ten percent last week or something like that. I don't know. I feel like you guys is pulling something over on me on this. <laughs> one. There's absolutely no way I go from just being on top to now I'm below average. You had a good week week last week. You had eleven picks last week. Yeah, no, for sure. I was I was trying hard on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like not to like two my heart or anything, but seventy percent. Like I'm feeling really good about that. That's pretty good. I knew that was gonna happen. I'm feeling pretty good about that number. I'm like, he has to, he has to already know the percentages. That's why he brought it up. That's what I'm... I swear Joe, on my mom's it. grave. I had no idea. No, <laughs> he didn't. Joe, he didn't know. I, right here. I swear to God, I didn't. I swear to God, I didn't. But anyway, interesting week 16 in the NFL, starting with a Friday night game for the first time in a long, long time. You had the Saints uh, and the Vikings here. And actually, before we do anything else, if you guys are watching YouTube, wait a second. <laughs> my allegiance has changed <laughs> if you guys are watching on spotify or apple i'm now wearing a saint's hat uh, uh, because my patriots just got stomped all over. oh my god it, it was not good and it's funny i hopped in I, me and chris are friends on xbox we play uh, modern warfare sometimes and i hopped in his parties with all his friends i don't know who he <laughs> And I hop in, and Chris is like, "Hello." I'm like, "Hey, Chris, uh, the Patriots suck." And I left. The, I left the party. That's all I said. <laughs> That's all I said. Uh, and I mean, like, it's rightfully deserved. I mean, we'll talk about that later. But uh, let's get into the Saints Vikings here real quick. Final score, I believe, it was 52 to 33. The Saints went to 11 and four, and the Vikings fall to six and nine. Nice. Anyway, Drew Brees comes back. And has a pretty awful day. I'm not going to lie to you. Had a pretty, pretty terrible day. 19 and 26, 311 yards, two picks, no touchdowns. But he didn't need to have a good day. Because the star of the show, the star of the week, the star of maybe the season. Alvin Kamara, 22 carries, 155 yards, six touchdowns on the ground. Six. Six. I'm thinking thinking of the past decade. Best game in the past decade. It's like, first of all, fantasy. If you first of all, if you have him, you got to be praising this guy. If you if, if you're playing against him, God help you in your championship. <laughs> he dropped a sixty burger, but it's just, it's just unbelievable. But uh, just just a, a wild performance from Alvin Kamara. Six touchdowns is nothing to, to shake your head at. That ties the record, I believe, for most all time in a single game. Uh, and he had a shot to actually break the record as well. They took him out uh, on the second to last Saints drive, and they sort of touched down with. He got a seven. He had a seven, but they called. Right. I'm just saying also beforehand, they, then they call it Taysom Hill run. Uh, they took him out of the game. The second to last drive, he scored a touchdown. Then Kamara came back in and scored another one. So that was weird, but he had a chance for seven, didn't get seven, but it doesn't matter. Six is phenomenal. Uh, as always, you saw Kirk Cousins come in and clutch in garbage time because that's his specialty. <laughs> 
That's all he does. I swear to God. And, and I do hate on Kirk Cousins a lot. A lot of it's unwarranted, but a lot of it is warranted because the guy just can't perform in clutch moments. This is yeah. a big game. You're six and nine. You don't only really have a shot at the playoffs, but I want to give your your team a reason to keep you around next year. They're paying you $30 million a year guaranteed, and you're not worth that kind of money. So yeah. you might want to actually play well in these kind of uh, situations here against really a bona fide team like the Saints, who, by the way, got picked apart by Jalen Hurts, who just started his second career game. And now you have Kirk Cousins, who is a veteran quarterback, beat out RG3 in Washington, signs a fully guaranteed contract, one of the first in NFL history, $90 million over three years. And, and he can't do anything with the best running, one of the best running backs in the NFL and Dalvin Cook with a great receiving core in Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. And it's just, it's just it's mind-boggling to me how he can keep continuing to mess this up. But uh, what were your thoughts on this game, Chris? I mean, I just – Oh, I mean, I, before I before I get even get into the game, I already knew coming in, uh, you know, week sixteen. I'm just thinking in my head. I'm like, all right, I know how this is going to play out. The games are going to play out. It's just going to be interesting to see what's going to happen. And sure enough, here goes the Minnesota game, and this guy Alvin Kamara goes off for six six touchdowns, six of them. And 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 like you said, Drew Brees is out here playing terrible. Um, the only guy that was making a halfway look decent was uh, Emmanuel Sanders. You know, he had 80, it was 88 yards, 80, 85. What, what was it? 83, 83 on four, yeah. four receptions. You know what I'm saying? Like it, he was making him look good out there. It wasn't, it was, it was more so the company than the person who was actually uh, the star of the show. But um, overall, I just feel like I knew it was going to happen. Guys are starting to give up. <laughs> they're gonna start slowing up they're not going as hard and not fitting that gap as hard as they would if they was you know had a chance you know what i'm saying it's just uh you know it's sad to see it but then you know legendary things like this happens as well and you know the people who you know fall victim of the the of the of the road of you know where it's over we can relax you know it's not that serious we're not making it you know they, they, they'll get cleared out and you know more people will show up and you know that's when the draft takes hold of it yeah for sure and you gotta be demoralized if you're a vikings defender here i mean if you let up six touchdowns by one human being uh in, in four quarters of football that must be demoralizing for you also underrated storyline this week Mike Zimmer came out and said this. This is not a mid-up quote. He actually says in a press conference, this is the worst defense I've ever had in my career. Oh, my yeah. God. That is like – that's, that's un First of all, for a head coach to say that, that has to be something historically awful. For a head coach to say about his own team, about guys who will come back next year. This is not – it's yeah. not like the college team where they all leave for the pros. He'll have this team for the next five, ten years. And you just give them up to the, I don't, I don't know how to describe it right now, but it's, it's, it's crazy. I cannot believe you actually said it on live television. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was <laughs> something to see. And that's why I said it was going to be interesting. It was going to be an interesting week. Um, I knew, I knew that was going to happen, but if that's the underlining story, then let's, let's talk about the headlining story of uh, Dalvin Cook's father passing away. Um, mm -hmm. Definitely want to wish his family, uh, my condolences, you know, and then, um, you know, praying that, you know, he gets back, you know, he's in the clear head space to be able to play again, you know, because I would, I, I don't know what I would do, you know, if mine's uh, ends up gone, but, you know, everybody knows it's going to happen one day. Um, it's just, you know, I want to just make sure that, you know, the head space is good for him and they're able to return safely and, you know, make wise decisions because that's going to be a change, you know, there's definitely going to be a change in somebody's life and you, you don't know how that's going to take. 
For sure. And he passed away at 46 years old, a very young age, for sure. He had diabetes and underlying conditions. They haven't revealed the actual cause of death of, of, as of yet, I don't believe. Um, it could be COVID-related. It could not be. I'm not really sure. But no matter what the reason or the situation it was, just a tragic loss for one of the one of the game's biggest stars in Dalvin Cook. So our prayers and condolences are with him and his family at this time. He will not be playing next week. He'll be in Miami for the funeral and the services. Just to get his mind right, because he, he is going to have a long offseason without his father and uh, with a tough situation in Minnesota anyway so definitely uh our thoughts and prayers with the cook family at this time next game bucks in the, the, the lions oh my god too 47 to 7 final score this was embarrassing they didn't score a touchdown to the third quarter of detroit so it was at, at halftime let me do the quick math here it was 34 to nothing at halftime <laughs> 34 tom brady with a vintage performance 22 of 27 348 yards Four touchdowns, no picks at 43 years old. Another cool story from this weekend. There's a lot of cool underlying stories this weekend. Here you go, Joe. Ty Warren, who was a great defensive uh, end for the Patriots for years, 10 years, I believe. Drafted in 2003 or four. It was Brady's fourth NFL season. They took a picture on the sidelines. He's been retired for eight years now. Brady was drafted before him, four years before him, and is still playing now that Warren's retired eight years. That's a crazy crazy you know kind of story right there and it yeah. shows how well brady's taking care of his body how shots alex guerrero also the tb12 method right. and everything uh but just 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 a crazy contrast of how careers can change and alter and how tom versus time continues to be a storyline here he's had moments this year where he we're back now he's the best of all time he's slanging it around he's doing the met he's doing the ultimate best he's that's that's what he's doing right wait now. you say he call, you just call him the best of all time <clears throat> that's what i know you're gonna say no, you just said it. I didn't say that. You said that. But I know you're going to say that is what I'm saying. Well, because it's it's just a fact. I'm not to worry about it. <laughs> you look it up on Wikipedia. It says Tom Brady's the greatest come. quarterback. I know it's coming. It's going to come around and you're going to beat around the bush and then here it comes. Oh, yeah. That's why Tom Brady is the best quarterback of all time. And I'm like, what? It's not like a hot take. Like That's, that's a very universal thing. Kev, who's yeah, the greatest quarterback of all time? performance wasn't a hot take either. I don't think – I hope you didn't take anything from this, but they played against a bad defense. <laughs> that's all it was. Kev, who's the greatest quarterback of all time? Tom Brady. I may have a little biased, but still. Kev, where do you live right now? New York. Yeah, Chris, New York. The number one hotbed for Tom Brady hatred. All of and my friends say the same thing. So, the goat. You know, it's funny, right? The fact you think he's not the goat. He's that's not. it's hilarious. It's he's hilarious. Not. The fact you don't think he's the greatest quarterback of all time. Wait, who's the goat of all time? Aaron Rodgers. Still walking, breathing, playing. I don't know. He's gonna, he's gonna be another two Super Bowls, maybe. I'm not going to tolerate any Aaron Rodgers slander on this show. I mean, I, I picked him at the beginning of the season. I finished top two in MVP voting. He'll probably finish number one. I think he'll probably beat Patrick Mahomes at this point uh, in the year. He only has, what, four picks and like 45 touchdowns, something crazy like that, some crazy ratio that only really Rodgers could do. And I will grant you, Chris, I think Rodgers is probably more talented than Tom Brady. But that doesn't matter because he's not the best of all time. You, I go back and I've said this before on the show. It's like the LeBron Jordan argument, right? I think LeBron's probably more talented physically uh, than Michael Jordan. I think he's a better passer, better rebounder, etc. But I think Jordan's the best because, oh, first of all, titles and pedigree. LeBron James is more talented than Michael Jordan. I would say so. Yeah, I would. 
But Michael Jordan's still the greatest of all time. How is he the most talented? What makes him the most? What makes LeBron James the most talented? He's a better passer and a better rebounder. He's just as good at the defender, and he's a great offensive player. No, <laughs> no, absolutely not, Joe. I, I can't. I can't just let you sit here and then spew off some stats and tell me that he is the better player. Like, have you actually sat down and paid it? We're, we're getting too far into basketball right now. We're <laughs> talking about football. We're talking about uh, your, your best friend, Tom Brady. Ex-best friend. Right we're, we're on bad terms right now. <laughs> we're, on, we're on bad terms right now. But you know, I'm still bad terms, you're switching teams. It's, it's a whole bunch of stuff. I'm, I'm still rooting for the guy, but like I said, when I, put, when I put the hat on during the first part of this podcast, the Orleans Saints, if they play the Buccaneers in the playoffs, they're going to rip their heads off. <laughs> in, in two regular in two regular season games this year, they've been walloped. Week one might be a bye, you know, for, first game in a new system in 20 years. So getting, it's, it's week one, so you don't really have an identity week one. But then later in the season, midway through the season, they still got blown out. So I really don't think there's a shot in hell that the Bucs meet the Saints, you know, in the in the divisional round wildcard, whatever the hell it works out. There's not a shot in hell they beat Drew Brees and the Saints, but that's just me. That's just my and, that, and And that's why I'm saying – I hope you didn't take anything out of this game that they just played. They just played against a bad team. No, no, for sure. I, I mean, I, granted, the Lions haven't been good this year, obviously, but I think it's still a, a worthwhile performance to mention. I think Brady. No, absolutely. Throwing... Kudos to, to to being in to throw all these touchdowns you should have been able to been throw the whole time. You know, I, I I love to see it. You know what I'm saying? You get 16 tries and get one right and you get one right. There you go. Chris, it all right, hold on. when you're I've been well, saying this this whole time, Joe. I've Chris, been saying this the whole time. You Chris, can go back to previous episodes. I've been saying this literally the same thing. You can play as many games as you want. You might get one or two right. I've been saying this the whole time. Chris, try playing quarterback at 43 years old. You're literally <laughs> you're literally almost in a wheelchair at that point as an NFL. You quarterback. don't even, Joe. You don't even know. I don't know. You don't know. Cam don't know. So how can we even say that? We don't Cam know. Cam doesn't know anything. Don't bring him into this. <laughs> doesn't know anything. Can't throw a football five yards. <laughs> You're getting me going way too early for this. They're way down the line. We're way down the line. But yeah, Bucks stopped the Lions 47-7. Uh, Gronk has two touchdown catches. Mike Evans to Goblin and Antonio Brown add another one. Antonio Brown's first touchdown is a Buccaneer, by the way. That it was, was nasty. It was nasty. It was a nice little uh, streak of the seam there. That was cool to see for AB coming back too. So uh, shout out to the Buccaneers, 10 and five, but I really don't expect them to make a deep run in the playoffs this year. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. No. Anyway, this could make you happy a little bit, Chris. 49ers Cardinals, 20 to 12 is the final score here. The 49ers improved to six and nine. The Cardinals fall to eight and seven. The Cardinals start off, I think, five and one, out the gate, burning fire like a phoenix in the desert. And then just continue to shit the bed. Like that, that's the only way I can describe it here. And, and I will even say this against my Patriots, right? Who at the time were still making a playoff push. So I'm like, okay, maybe they have a shot against this Cardinals team. And then the first possession, he gets sacked twice. Kendrick gets sacked twice and fumbles the ball. And they almost turn it for a touchdown. I'm like, okay, this game's over. Then they come back and win the game against the Cardinals. And I'm like, what the hell's going on here? Then they drop three straight. They win a game. They lose another two straight. This would be the second one. And now they're, they're eight and seven. They do not, they, they no longer control their own playoff destiny. And that's a problem. You have Kyler Murray, who's still an MVP frontrunner in my mind. He has the numbers. It hasn't been as of late, and he probably won't win it because of recency bias, obviously. But at the same time, his numbers to back it up. He's dominated at certain points during the season. 
and he just can't do it consistently. That, that, that might be a problem going forward for Cliff Kingsbury in this offense, relying kind of on gimmicky schemes, on kind of read option schemes, on RPO schemes. So I'm intrigued to see what Cliff does next year after a, another year of film comes out on Kyler Murray and, and whether or not he can, first of all, stay healthy and to uh, execute a game plan to perfection over the course of a full season. Yeah, well, you know, I have no complaints about this game. <laughs> you know, I have, uh, you know, a little slight jabs, but there's no really complaints about this game. You know, our defense is still lacking a little bit. Uh, people's getting deep balls on us. But other than that, I, I mean, I feel like we played a solid game. Um, as far as Kyler Murray, um, I think, I think, I think uh, Kyler Murray, the offensive coordinator, I think they'll have an even better year next year, to be honest with you. Um, just looking at it, uh, you, you, you have players who are uh, generally around that same built um, that are quarterbacks, that are featured quarterbacks in this league, and they've proven that they've gotten better throughout the years and it hasn't went against them. Uh, so I believe that Kyler Murray will have an even better year, uh, to be honest with you, another year, uh, a full offseason with D Hop and, you know, and company. So uh, I think I think I think they'll, I think they'll do really good. I'm I'm just worried about Kyler Murray long term now. I'm I'm very concerned now. I love the kid. I love first really? of all, great Madden player. By the way, I play a ton of Madden. <laughs> ton of real Madden. Yeah, uh, love Kyler in Madden and everything. But real life wise, yeah, Kyler Murray, electric player. I mean, obviously an unbelievable athlete, for, especially for his size, playing quarterback that comes with some restrictions. We've seen that in the past before. Um, but I think health's a main concern is he's been injured again. I don't think he's, I think he's questionable to play next week. I think Brett Hunley is their backup. So he'd be playing in his stead if he does is injured uh, for next week and everything. But uh, I don't know. I, he concerns me a little bit. I, I don't really know what it is. I just think the consistency isn't there yet. Maybe he starts to get in a rhythm next year, but it's always a question of next year with, with guys like this. So it's always, I'm kind of concerned about that aspect. You can't keep giving them rope and rope and rope. You need to actually see results at some point uh, consistently. He's giving you results, you know, out of order with different spurts during the, the during the entirety of the year, but you need a consistency to be a great NFL quarterback. So that's all I'm trying to say. Uh, but also, he's, Sarge, he's in the running for for MVP. So I just think that it's just a new. It's just his first year, so you know he he has to you know he has to come you know come correct next year, get some help, and he'll be all right. Well, it's his second year, but it's just like third, third year is kind of a big jump year. So we'll see if that actually ha- happening. But uh, 49ers, CJ Bethard, who. Third string starting the year, 13 to 22, 182 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. That was a great performance to see from the third string quarterback in San Francisco. Also, Jeffrey Wilson, who's pretty much broken out of the scene against very weird teams, the Cardinals and Patriots too. 22 carries, 183 yards and 8.3 yards a carry. Uh, who the hell is this kid? It matters, me- it matters when it matters most. <laughs> yeah, but can you give me like an update? Like, who is this kid? Like, I, I don't really know who he is. I'm not... Your guess is as good as mine, but I'm glad we have him on our team, to be honest yeah, with you. This is what we have you here. Often, he's, he's got has been off and on, off and on throughout the year, uh, you know, due to uh, various, you know, various injuries, uh, you know, things has been going on with uh, Moster. And, and so, you know, he's been off and on, but like I said, you know, you play play hard when he counts. He, he, he has definitely did that. For sure. Kev, who is he? Uh, it says he went to North Texas. North Texas. He's been on the 49ers for the whole year. Been, I think he's like the third string or something. Is he a rookie? Uh, no, second year. Second year. Did you play at yeah. all last year? Uh, yeah. You did? A little bit? Yep. 
Yeah, a little bit. Gotcha. And even 2018, he did too. Okay, so keep an eye on him. Maybe he, maybe he is a star. Third year, he has two years under his belt, so it's his third year. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Maybe, maybe something down the road. Who knows? Yep. You, you pull. I feel. I swear, you pull running backs out of your ass in San Francisco. Like I don't know how you do it. It's, it's a scheme. I know it is a scheme because you have a great blocking scheme with um, what's his name, uh, with Shanahan out there, and it's impressive to see. That's why you might trade Garoppolo in the offseason, which we'll get to later because I want to talk about that. Hey, with the hey, and oh, all right, yeah, we'll we'll get to it later because I'm thinking of some people. Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, next game, Miami and Vegas, 26-25 is the final score. Miami, which was a – this was a huge victory for Miami here. They yeah. now control their own fate going into week 17. Yeah. They were this close to losing to losing their playoff berth, this close. Absolutely. A Fitzmagic beard hair away from losing their playoff hopes. Crazy. And speaking of Fitzmagic, Tua Tagovailoa is now making it a habit – to choking in games in early fourth quarter situations, and they bring in Fitzmagic to close the game out. It's an interesting dynamic there. You don't really see quarterback uh, NFL teams in the league play two quarterback systems like this. And it, this has been kind of a common theme for the Miami the past two, three weeks. What do you make of that, Chris? He's shrugging, I folks. I don't know. I've been, tr- I mean, I don't, Kev, you can pull this up. I've been trying to tell you guys, you give these guys too much credit. Things get too, the pressure gets real, and then it's, ah, you know, then things happen. So I've been saying this. It's been, a, it was an interesting game, I can tell you that. It was definitely an interesting game. But Fitzmagic, the guy that I've been, uh, I've been promoting this whole season, that he should be the starter, and he should be playing right, right now, and, you know, he's the one that gets the team going. Uh, should He should have been there, man. And then he comes in like a Nick Foles did uh, before in Philly. And comes out with a win. He does his job. You know what I'm saying? It's not going to be the wow, spectacular thing uh, from a from a veteran like Fitz, uh, Fitzpatrick. You know what I'm saying? Not not as much um, as you would with you know like a, a a younger guy who's just trying to make a chance. You know, make a hope and you know hope and prayer. Like he's more strategic and understands where he needs to go. So and, and this just proved it to me is like he. He, he threw a pass and got his head snatched off. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? And he, these are things that you got to understand with, with, with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Man. He's, a, he's a beast. Yeah. Well, two things. One, you got to bring up Nick Foles. Like, we were talking about the Dolphins and the Ravens. You bring up when he beats us in Super Bowl. Like, really? You got to bring that up? Yeah. Uh, but but anyway, you're right. Fitzmagic almost got decapitated. They took his face back and went the other way around like Daffy freaking duck with his bill. It was crazy. I don't know. It was called up. I was obviously called a, a, a face mask and everything, but still wild, wild throw. He made the throw. He made the completion without Absolutely. seeing it. He, his, his face was behind his body and he still made the throw. So shout out to Fitzpatrick. I love the guy. He, he's easily one of the most charismatic quarterbacks in the league. So easy to love because he's so yeah. like uh, easygoing and so just funny and everything. I remember a couple of years ago, he wore um, Deshaun Jackson's outfit. In the I was just conference. about to say that. I was like, I like that. I was like, I like that. He put the chain on the, on the, on the, on the taco meat, had his shirt out. I'm like, Hey, I like this Fitzpatrick. No, he, he had the drip. He had the drip, but I was, it was funny though. Uh, I remember the, somebody, the, one of the reporters asked him like, is any of that yours? He's like the chest hair is mine. Yeah. That, that's a great <laughs> line too. That's a great line too. But anyway, uh, but yeah, Fitzmagic comes and saves the day. An interesting storyline now too. I was reading up on some uh, some some rumorable stuff. I heard some stuff uh, getting scattered around the league a little bit. I got my sources plugged in here and there, and I heard, and this might be a a rumor, might be a, a way to try to get some draft pick capital. 
but I heard the Miami Dolphins are are considering taking Justin Fields if he starts to slide in the in the first round. Um, and I wonder if that's just more of a, a ploy to try to get some draft anticipation, try to get some trade interest in their couple draft picks. They have two draft picks in the first round, one being the fourth overall pick now because they have it from the Larry Tunsil trade with Houston. So maybe a QB, a QB team sees that report and says, hey, maybe I want to go get up and get Justin Fields, but Miami's standing in the way. And that seems quite the contrary to what was happening last season. They take they take two attack of Iloa, and everybody's like, oh, this is the heir apparent. This is the guy to come in. Bama kid can be the starter for the next 10, 15 years. He's the next franchise quarterback mm-hmm. of the Miami Dolphins. But now the past couple of weeks, you see Fitzpatrick come in, in in really meaningful, important moments. They're making a playoff run. They don't really trust Tua to be in the game. Mm-hmm. Maybe this rumor has some stock in it. Chris, what do you think about this rumor? Do you think it has legs or do you think it's more just trying to get some more uh, anticipation around the draft? Yeah, man, it's just fluff. You know, we know that we know that players. I mean, that uh, you know, the GMs and the higher ups. They that's that's the game that they play. You know, trying to get certain people in certain spots, uh, trying to push push teams out of uh, chances of getting uh, one thing. I guess would change the whole dynamic of their game. You know, people. You know, there, there's people out there that actually think. You know, that thinks like this and tries to think ahead of the game and acts like they're out there playing poker. So I don't have any, anything, any, 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 I don't think it has any validity to it. Honestly, you know, you, you just drafted somebody first round, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We even given them a shot and you knew the type, I mean, what type of time it was going to be because he was coming in hurt. So I don't have any, I don't, I don't believe it. If they was a, just to bring somebody in, I believe, I, I would believe that more than them trying to draft another first round quarterback. Yeah, it, it would be a consecutive top five selection for them. They took two, I think, fifth overall this year. They would take Fields fourth overall or wherever the hell the draft ends up shaking out with the with the picks and the, and the order and everything. But still, that would be like a Josh Rosen-esque situation. They take Rosen first or uh, tenth overall, the, the Cardinals, and then they took Kyler Murray first overall the following year. So Which is keep, rare. It's rare. That's what I'm saying. So keep, so keep your eye on that if, if, you're, if you're a Dolphins fan. It's probably just to get some, like, you, like Chris said, fluff, trying to get some more anticipation on your draft pick and maybe trade down. Because you do have two draft picks in the first round already. Maybe make it three. So maybe we'll just keep an eye on that. But anyway, next game. Whoa, 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 whoa. We cannot slide past Darren Waller. Darren Waller's a monster. Darren Waller? All right, listen. I give my flowers and I give my kudos to Travis Kelsey. He is a beast. What he is doing this year is legendary. He is solidifying himself uh, in the NFL, honestly. Right. This guy, Darren Waller, though, he gets, they end up getting another quarterback next year or they, you know, they let, they let, What's the what's the backup quarterback for him? I keep Marcus Mariota, baby. Marcus Mariota. Let them get let them get started together. <laughs> he might be that one. He might be that next receiver who's like, all right, yeah, you seen what Travis Kelsey did, but let me show you what I'm about to do. For sure. No, Waller is an absolute monster. It's really cool to see them both in the same division. They'll be in the same division for at least the next five years before Kelsey ends up leaving a free agency. Because I guarantee you. With Mahomes signing a half a billion dollar contract, there's going to be zero room for Kelsey after a few years. Zero. Uh, So keep that in mind as well, because people forget about that all the time. Saw it with the Rams, how they mismanaged their cap horribly. They gave Jared Goff 100 and 
30 million, whatever the hell it was. And he takes up 25% of your salary cap that impedes you from signing your need to sign guys. That that's, that's yeah. what happens. It happens every single year and, and teams continue to fall into the, in the trap. They're like, Oh, we need to pay our franchise guy. We're going to give him 30% of our salary cap. Well, you're screwing yourself. You're putting yourself into a corner. You can't pay the guy you need to win. Yeah. Yes. You need a franchise quarterback first and foremost. I agree with you. But he, it's, it's, it's 11 person game. You can't play one on 11. You need pieces around them. So just keep that in mind too. But um, I, 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 it would be, um, it could be a play to be honest with you. He could, uh, they could probably, they could possibly uh, talked about lessening his contract once, you know, other people needs a little bit more money. Like uh, it's like, this, the thing is like, if you're already if you're already rich in 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 Patrick Mahomes' case, he's not rich. He's wealthy. Um, he has fuck you money. That's what he has. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, he, he could honestly be like, all right, man, you could you could take a little bit off after a while because it's like I, what I got right now is I got it. I'm good. I feel you like it, I feel like in sports right now, there's a huge line between who will actually take you know. The team yeah, first yeah. mentality versus me yeah. to me mentality. There's a huge line to be drawn there. I feel like it's very polar opposites right now. It's pretty split in half as well because people aren't focused on the team anymore. They're focused on the, their own brand, their selves, absolutely, um, and and making their money while they can. So it'll be an interesting dynamic to see if that actually comes true. Whether Mahomes will actually lower his number, or if he takes the selfish road and says, "Hey, I want to get paid right now. You can't lower my salary cap." So we'll see. If you want more championships, that's what's going to have to happen. We've seen it with uh, Tom Brady and. We can see it now, or we can't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, but I hope, hopefully, we do see it because I want to see them. I want to see Kansas City, you know, go on a little dynasty because they deserve it. It's hard for sure. Not for sure. Lie. Even though that, you know, my Niners need to get their stuff together, it, it would be good to see uh, Kansas City fighting out there. Definitely. Next game: Pittsburgh, Indianapolis. A crazy comeback. 2024 is the final score. The Steelers, who were down 21-7 at half. Yep. Mount a huge comeback and end up winning 28-24 in the fourth quarter here. They score 14 unanswered in the fourth. Uh, Phillip Rivers, this epitomized what the Colts are. They're a team that messes up your schedule and your seating. That's all they are. They've been frauds. They continue to be frauds. They are frauds, point blank, period. Phillip Rivers, 21-34, 270 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. Pedestrian. Pedestrian, pedestrian, pedestrian. And I know it's hard because the Steelers still have a good defense. Even though Steelers are frauds too, they have a good defense. But it, it's it's tough to see the Colts continue to do this. You bring in a veteran quarterback and think we'll put it over the top here. Phillip Rivers was never going to be that guy. There's a reason the Chargers got rid of him in the first place. This is not Peyton Manning. This is not Tom Brady. This is not any of those great that left their original team to take on another journey and maybe push them to, to, to greatness. This is not him. This is Phillip Rivers. This is, this is just not the guy to solve your problems. And, and, and granted, you have Jacoby Brissett, who probably isn't ready to be a starter yet. He's not. Could he be a starter uh, you know, short-term while he draft the next guy? Yeah, he could. So I don't understand why you pay Phillip Rivers that much money to bring him in just to have a, a 10-5 and five season that won't go anywhere. This is not going to do anything. They're not going to make him run in the playoffs. Are you kidding me? But I will say, the one bright spot of this team, Jonathan Taylor, who we've been on since week one. Yeah. 18 carries, 74 yards and a couple of touchdowns with a crazy monster run in the first half, 4.1 yards a carry. Uh, but this dude's just a monster powering this offense right now. Uh, but now that will mean much because they'll see their season will be done week one of the playoffs, I guarantee you. But um, but Pittsburgh the other side the two is a baller too. I think that I think there will be a special, a special tandem back there. For sure, for sure. And on, on Pittsburgh side of the ball here, Ben Roethlisberger had a tough first half and then, you know, grinded out the third, the second half here. 34-49, 
341 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. After a bleak performance the week before, Pittsburgh finally gets the wheels turning in the right direction. They lose three straight games, finally get a win here, and maybe start to get hot again at the right time as the playoffs approach only in two weeks. So we'll see if the Pittsburgh can turn it around here. This was a good start. This is a good start. But if, if anything, if they're going to make any kind of run, James Conner needs to get his ass on track because he's not on track right now. He's, he's yeah. been flailing. He's been inconsistent. He has not been the elite running back that he has been in years past. James Conner, shape up or your team is not going anywhere. Well, five attempts with 21 yards, that's hard. You're trying to – you're talking about your around professionals who are, who, are, who are trying to win and we need everybody at their best and you're not playing at your best. I'm 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 looking into uh, getting some more people out there <laughs> to help push you to get to go a little bit harder or to substitute you up out of there because it's not happening with him right now. I don't I, I don't I don't understand because I was a, I'm a huge fan of, of of him and you know everything he's went through. So um, I've been following him since college and I thought he would have been a monster in, in the NFL and he was he he was doing it but I don't know what's going on now if it's an injury that he's trying to hide he's just trying to get through the season with I don't know but <clears throat> we need to see more from him James Conner especially yes for sure next game 17-14 guess the game the Chiefs and the Falcons 17 points on the Falcons defense and I want to say this too Patrick Mahomes had an NFL record this year one know was four most dropped interceptions. He yeah. has 16 dropped picks this year. 16. That is dumb luck. That he's is dumb luck. He's a gunslinger. You know, he's one of those, he's one of those uh uh Brett Fars where he's out there and he, you know, you'd be like, damn, I wish he didn't throw that. But then you turn around and you like, damn, I can't believe he threw that ball and he scored that touchdown. He fit it in there, he got that. No, I like the cockiness of the, of it, but the but the, the 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 fact remains. All right, so take take half of those picks back, right? So it's say instead of sixteen, you have eight, right? That I'm not comp- the drop picks. No, <laughs> what, I'm say, what I'm saying. So say eight of those actually happen. Say half of those happen. They're fourteen and one. I guarantee that it results in at least two to three more losses, and that drastically that drastically changes the playoff seating, and it drastically changes the fact that you have a first round bye. And without a first-round buy, it's been proven in the past to be significantly harder to win a chip. So I'm just saying, it worked out this season, and I feel like that's a one-in-a-million chance of happening, 16 drop picks. Next year might not be so lucky. That's all I'm trying to say. In an interesting game, too, the Falcons, who are 4-11, have consistently played great teams very well and poor teams horribly. Mm-hmm. Horribly. It's like the it's the worst of both worlds. It's not the best of both worlds. the worst of both worlds. This team, competition. It's, it's wild to me. And we talked about this earlier in the year as well. Matt Ryan, probably his last year in Atlanta. We've been saying this for a while, at least I have been, uh, since really the beginning of the season, since the, that horrible week one start. And now I've been saying for a couple of weeks now, Julio Jones might be on the trade block, and the rumors are starting to swirl officially. Schefter reported just a couple of days ago that Julio Jones will be available for trade, or at least they'll be able to listen for trades for Julio Jones this offseason, which I think is probably best. And I love Julio Jones. I do. I have a ton of respect for the guy. But at a certain point, you need to start over. You need to start fresh. This team has not been the same since they lost 20-3. Since 20-3 in Super Bowl 51, this team has not been the same. Physically, emotionally, spiritually, anything. They haven't. They don't have an identity. They fired their head coach this, uh, earlier this season. Their quarterback's getting older. Their receiver's getting older. It's time to move on and start fresh in Atlanta. Uh, yeah. I've been saying it for a while now. But uh, keep your eye on that. Julio Jones, I, I don't think, will be in Atlanta next year. 
Yeah, no, yeah, it, it, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't confirm it for sure that he wouldn't be there next year because you, you still have to give up a lot for this guy. Um, and, it, and, it, and are there going to be people out there that's willing to give up that much? But um, I would say that um, if you want to, and I'm speaking to Julio Jones now, if you want to uh, see your money grow and uh, you want to see uh, real championships and what real winning feels like and looks like in a town that's won multiple championships, I'm talking about the San Francisco 49ers. Come to our squad, baby, because we need somebody like that on our team. We can for sure shuffle some things around to get that going right there and then come over here to San Fran. We got legends. You, I'm talking about you You out there working out with Jerry Rice. You know what I'm saying? Terrell Owens. You know, you got all these all these great guys out here that you can learn from and, and I already know that you, you know he's been in he's he, he's really good friends with Terrell Owens they they hang out together in LA and a lot and they work out and stuff so you know what I'm saying I hope that would be him help pushing them along like hey man hey come on man go over there to to to, to San Fran man I'm telling you you're gonna have the time of your life you know what I'm saying? You can put your money in some tech, you know, let that grow. Then you're looking out and you, you're looking when you're done playing football that your money didn't grow three times, three, four times than what you already had, initially had. So it's like, bro, why why not come all the way over here to San Fran and play, you know, play it against the best of the best in, in, in the world and show them that you are the best. You don't know? You guys barely pass. Why would he want to go there? I said we can for sure shuffle some things around. And, and, and speaking of not passing, you do we not remember me saying this like two, three, like two, three episodes ago when I said that I understand how we play and it's cool, but I just don't think uh, Shanahan is just a coach for us with this offense that he's implemented. I've said that. We are a throwing team. We are known for throwing the ball and catching touchdowns and winning and winning Super Bowls. Are we not? You are, but it's not who your identity is now. All right. And I, I know, and that's what I'm saying, is that we can shovel some things around and nobody, nobody on our team, on our offense, I should say, is set in stone to where it's like, no, we can't, we can't switch nothing up. If we get this dude up in here, no, there's no way. There's no, there's nobody. I don't Chris, if you're, if you're, if you're in Fern right now, they would file, they would fire Kyle Shanahan just bringing Julio Jones, who's like 35 years old. Fire. That's not gonna happen. Fire him. I don't care. Get him out of there. I don't care. I, I, I get let somebody like that go. I, mean, I can see if it's like the third best, fourth best. Then it's like, a, ah, is he really still trying to play? Is he, is he still taking care of his body? No. This is the number one wide receiver in, in uh, uh, one of the best wide receivers in the NFL right now, bar none, if he puts his cleats on and he's healthy and he's ready to go, by far. I give that a negative 5% chance of happening. But I will say one team that will that could make an a, a offer on him, the Green Bay Packers. I said this at the, I this at the no, trade deadline. It's not happening, bro. I, it's more realistic than the freaking no, San Francisco 49ers. No, he's coming to the 49ers. I'm speaking it into existence right now, bro. Chris is manifesting on Stafford and Matthews right now. We need that. But anyway, no, no. But, but back to Green Bay, though, because we, we did a trade in that special a while ago. It's it's on Spotify and Apple and all that stuff. Oh, by the way, before I forget here, I'll say it at the beginning of the episode as well. Um, 
we have, we're on a new playlist now. We're no longer on Boston's Big Three playlist. We're on our own playlist on Spotify and Apple, which is pretty cool. We, we kind of upgraded in the world. Made a lot, uh, Chris did a little dance there. That's pretty cool. Uh, so, yeah, check us out now on Stafford and Matthews on Spotify and Apple. We're on our own playlist now, which is pretty cool. So you can check that out. Not to scroll through all the Boston's Big Three episodes, too. So that, that's pretty cool, too. But anyway, back to what I was saying. Green Bay, we did a, straight, we did a trade special a while ago talking about the deadline. And Julio Jones was still in consideration to be traded before, you know, week eight passed. And I was like, hey, why not Green Bay? They're making a run right now. They almost traded for Will Fuller at the deadline. Things fell apart last minute. And you see Aaron Rodgers, you know, your boy going off 45 touchdowns, four picks, something like that. Um, And I do wonder whether or not that if they make a deep playoff run this year, if they even win this year, maybe Matt LaFleur is like, hey, Want to do? Want to double up? Want to do, do Aaron Rodgers kind of last season, right? Maybe he's last season next year. They drafted Jordan Love for a reason. So, hey, maybe they go one last hurrah in Green Bay, one last hurrah for Aaron Rodgers, and they bring in Julio Jones, an all-time talent, and pair him with Devontae Adams. That's a crazy, crazy offense. You are so disrespectful, Joe. I swear to you. Why? You are so disrespectful. What did I say? Oh, this is probably going to be his last year, so. It could be. It very well could be. Get... What are you talking about, Joe? Chris, they drafted a quarterback in the first what round. The history, what is the history of Green Bay and quarterbacks? Do they, uh, do they always draft a quarterback prematurely? And then they just let them sit there and they grow and then they come out and they end up being great with Burt Scott and then fucking whoever else came after him. Then fucking uh, Brett Favre. Then you got Aaron Rodgers is like, they know what they're doing, Joe. Stop trying to push them ahead. I was just telling my boy. I was just telling my uncle, not my boy. I was just telling my uncle on the phone earlier today. I was like, bro, if I wasn't, uh, so I said, bro, if I wasn't uh, a diehard Niners fan uh, and I needed a team, I'd be a Green Bay fan. Like, honestly, I'd be a Green Bay fan. They just know how to do it right. Oh, yeah, well, Chris, you're not you're wrong on the Brett Favre thing. They traded for him. He was in Atlanta. They, Atlanta drafted him, and they traded for him, and he started the next year. Uh, so that's one. Two, I'll give you the Rodgers point because the Rodgers point actually makes First sense. Start. Okay, yeah, but you, you, okay. All right, so two examples. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Two examples. You've been they've been around since 1960 something. Two out of three. That's passing. Okay, whatever. Come whatever. on, man. I know. Come on, man. You talking to a guy who went through who went through school like, hey, I'm hey, am I passing? All right, that's good enough there. All right, all right, whatever. All right, next game, Chicago Jacksonville, 41-17. If Mitch Trubisky ever dropped 41 points in my head, I'd kill myself. <laughs> I'm not, Mitch Trubisky, 24-35, <laughs> 265 yards, two touchdowns. It's like, dude. And yeah, I get your, I get your Jacksonville. You're probably better off losing so you can secure them one overall draft pick, which they did indeed do this, this, this week. The Jacksonville Jaguars are now slotted officially to pick number one overall in the 2020 NFL draft. They'll be taking Trevor Lawrence, no doubt in my mind, uh, the quarterback from Clemson there. Um, but yeah, to lose that badly against Mitch Trubisky must be demoralizing for any player on that team. I don't care if you're Gardner Minshew or, or, or uh, what's his name? I was going to say Talbot Smith, but he is, he's in jail right now. <laughs> he is not on the team anymore. But anyway, um, whoever, that, Jake, uh, Jake Luton, whatever. You're, you're a better man than me, Chris. I'm sorry. But anyway, 41-17 is the final score. Jacksonville secures number one overall draft pick. That's pretty much all I have to say about this game. There's like nothing else to talk about this game. Mr. Bisky dropped 41 points in Jacksonville Jaguars. That That's just like a weird sentence to say in 2020, but that's it. Welcome to Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence. 
and uh, you know, I'm I'm sure he's thrilled. I'm I... sure he's thrilled. He yeah. avoided the Jets. The Jets literally can't lose right. They can't lose right. You're owing what? When they lose, when they win week 14, you're owing 13. You basically have it locked up. And you win a game. <laughs> and then you know what? You're not out yet. You still have a shot to do it to, to get secure number one overall draft pick. And then you win again with Sam Darwin, Braxton Berrios. It's like, what the hell? Adam Gase is, is a nightmare waiting to happen. And I heard a rumor. I really hope to God it's not true. But I heard rumor on New England radio, and it was circulating all week, that if Gase gets fired this offseason, they want to bring him into New England as an offensive uh, assistant. I don't want this guy sniffing my team. I don't want this guy. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to touch this guy with a thirty. I do not want to touch this guy with a thirty-nine and a half foot pole. He is the Grinch. I do not want him near Gillette Stadium. He, I, I'll put in a, a band myself. I'll, talk, I'll call Charlie Baker. I'm like, this guy can't come in. He has COVID. I can't do this right now. He's not allowed <laughs> in the stadium. I can't do it. If Adam Gase is a Patriots coordinator, I'm going to lose my freaking. Yo, I thought, I thought we jumped the bandwagon. I thought we was with the Saints now. Come on, man. Stick with it. I mean. Stick with it. Hey, but listen, I, I feel I, like now that I'm like, you know, more stuff is coming out about uh, Gates and, you know, and, and, and everything. And, you know, you start looking back and thinking about everything that's going on that happened this past year. What if none of this was in his control? Like, what if none of this was in his control at all? They're saying, tank the game, tank the game, tank the game, tank the game, tank the game. We need Trevor Lawrence. Like, what if that's what it was? And then he was like, you know what? If they're going to kick me out and this is how they talking about me and slandering my name and all this and that, because you, if you're slandering, if you're slandering somebody's name, you're making them look out to be that bad. Who else would pick him up to be a coach? Where else is he going to get? Where is he going to get a job to feed his family? Apparently New England. That's what I heard, but I hope it's not true. I really hope it's not true. Uh, but Listen, anyway. Hey, I'm just saying, it's like, what if he was just like, you know what? Let me just give them a big, a big fuck you. And let's go out here and do this. Let's do this. Or the way that we want to do this. I mean, it's, it's possible. We don't, hear, we don't hear that he done lost the locker room. We don't hear none of that. We just hear that he's just a bad coach. I mean, I, Chris, I really, I can't prove otherwise i can't say you're wrong because there's, there's no way to, to verify that but it's an interesting theory i don't i don't i don't mind that theory actually i don't i don't mind it i just you know i just like to think about things that's all chris has cooked up concoctions right there that was a pretty <laughs> good one anyway next game cincy and houston 37 31 a surprisingly supercharged game for two teams that have just been bad period point blank period this year i mean nice. the, the Bengals are 4 10 and 1 they don't have a starting quarterback <laughs> Oh God, Chris has COVID. He's coughing up a storm. Anyway, that out there in the earth. There we go. And Houston's four and eleven, just with a demoralizing team right now, with Deshaun Watson just trying, just sludging along, trying to get out of twenty twenty. <laughs> um, but yeah, thirty seven, thirty one is the final score here. Uh, Brandon Allen, who was a starter for for Cincinnati, if you guys didn't know his name, twenty nine of thirty seven, three hundred and seventy one yards and two touchdowns. Not a bad game for the unknown quarterback in Cincinnati. Might be a good backup for Joe Burrow next year. Just keep that in mind. Also. But I got to say, if you're Deshaun Watson, you're just looking at this team and you're losing to Cincinnati without Joe Burrow. It's not even like respectable. It's it, it's Brandon Allen. Yeah. It's like, when am I getting out? I'm calling my agent right now. It's like, I need to get the hell out of Dodge. This is not the place I want to be in, the, in, in in the future. Just get me out. I signed a contract. I shouldn't have done it. Just get me out. I don't want to be here anymore. And I'm serious. Like, wouldn't you do the same thing if you're Deshaun Watson? I would. No, I wouldn't. 
I wouldn't. I'd have to. We'd have to definitely have a real conversation about getting somebody in there, but I would. I wouldn't leave after you just changed my whole life. Right? You've set me up for the rest of my life. I'm not. I'm not just about to jump bail. Chris is a loyal guy. I like that. I like that a lot. Hey, I, that's that's how I played. That's how that's the team. You know why the teams I went to is off of loyalty. There we go. There we go. All right, next game. Ravens Giants 27 13 is the final score. Baltimore obviously took the game, took the, took the game here, and they're catching fire at the right time. They need Miami to lose this week, and I think they need the Colts to lose this week uh, in order for them to make the playoffs here. Dude, they're 10 and 5, they're very hot right now. They're hitting the stride the, the exact right time they need to. Um, am I sold to make a deep run if they make it? Eh, we'll see if they get favorable matchups. I think if they play the Steelers. They can knock the Steelers off the first round. I'm just saying. I think it's a very distinct possibility. Pittsburgh has proven to me that they're frauds. I've said it multiple times. I've said it very emphatically. I've said it very loudly. I've said it very comically the past few weeks, but it's true. Three straight games. They finally won a game against, against Old Man Rivers, who I really I don't, I don't care. The Colts are frauds too. It's, it's, it's a throwing game for me. I don't care. Um, but yeah, if Baltimore plays Pittsburgh in the first round, I think they could probably take that victory out there. Uh, but yeah, yeah, Daniel Jones actually didn't have a bad game on the other side of the football here. 24 41, 252 yards and a touchdown, no turnovers. And I mean, he's, he has Wayne Gallman behind him as a running back right now with no Saquon. Obviously, he's been out for the, for the majority of the year with an ACL injury. And people have gotten a lot of DMs lately about him, them saying, Hey, is Daniel Jones done in New York? Are they going to draft the guy this year? I mean, I, I can't say for sure they won't draft the guy, but I don't I understand why they would. I mean, considering Daniel Jones came in. Um, as a full-time starter only this year to have a start, starting running back, his the star of the offense, really, Saquon Barkley, to go down with an ACL injury. And then have guys like Sterling Shepard go down multiple times during the year. Evan Engram just refused to live up to his expectations. He doesn't do it. Week in and week out, he just – how do I describe this? Well, as his fantasy owner, it's disappointing. I'll say that. Um, <laughs> but just in general, if I'm a, of a GM here, he has all the intangibles. He's smart. Oh, he's Take that back. He's athletic. He's fast. He has all the intangibles you look for as a player. Mm-hmm. The thing I question is whether or not he has the ability up here in his head. Does he? Can he put it together in his brain? You've seen players like you played with before. Ryan Mount is the is the case point blank uh, example know. here. Rocking for an arm. Throws about ninety five yards on the field. Decently accurate. Decent mobility. He just didn't have it up here. He didn't have it in his head. So I wonder if Evan Ingram is the same situation. But um, if I'm New York, I'm keeping Daniel Jones for at least one more year. I, I really have no interest in, in shipping Daniel Jones off this offseason. I think he he deserves one more, not even one more, just a shot, a real, real bona fide shot with his whole offense healthy. Yeah. No, I'm definitely right there with you. I, I, I I'm not I'm not I'm not writing them off. Um, I just think that you know things just went terribly wrong. Uh, I feel like. Um, the what you said about Evan Ingram uh, <laughs> about something wrong with him, I think that's more so with him than with Daniel Jones. Mm, yep. But that's another story. Uh, yeah, just give him another shot, man. I think he'll come out better. He, I mean, obviously, we we heard that he went out and got some help at quarterback uh, in uh, this past offseason. So, you know, what he could get. And so now he's going to have a whole another offseason, a whole full offseason where he's going to be able to go, grow and get better. Because like I said, in the beginning of the season, I was advocating that I was advocating, advocating for him to be successful in this league this year. So I think I'm not just going to write him off. I think he's going to I think he's going to prove a lot of people wrong next year. We finally agree on something. This is happy. This is a great moment. Stafford and Matthews agreeing. That's awesome. Anyway, also, shout out Des Bryant. 
two games, yeah. two touchdowns in consecutive weeks. That's pretty cool. Absolutely. One catch, eight yards in the score. Throw up the X. I mean, I love seeing this guy back healthy. And I just like the black, the black and purple on them now. Like that just that fits him way more than it, than than you know seeing them in any other jersey. You have that jersey, right? You still have yours from Baltimore, right? Who mines? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like the black one. I, that's a sexy jersey. Like an yeah, underrated yeah. jersey. It's a very, very yeah. sexy jersey. The Speaking all of jerseys, black are the nastiest ones. So <laughs> what's up? The black jerseys are the nastiest ones. Oh, for sure, for sure. Speaking of jerseys, where's mine, Chris? I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Bro, I got it. It's uh, you know, I gotta iron it out. I gotta clean it. I gotta iron it. You know what I'm saying? I gotta make sure I, I get it looking right. All right, all right. I'm waiting for it, Doug. Jerseys, man. I can't just I got you, I got you, I got you. I want, a little, I want a little signature there, too. I want on the number. Oh, all man. over there. Bro, bro, who you talking to? Who you talking to? My guy. Is me. Is There me. we go. There oh. we go. There we go. Anyway, next game here. Uh, Panthers football team, 20 to 13. Uh, Washington, you know, this is a big storyline this week. Dwayne Haskins, first round pick last year, <laughs> 15th overall, gets released. <laughs> gets released. Gets cut after just a like, season with the team. Caught a strip club last week out of mask, gets um, fined by the team, and he loses his captain patch. You think he learned a lesson? He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't. He goes out there after Alex Smith can't, you know, do it in, in, in pregame because of his injury and stinks it up against the Carolina Panthers, who are 5 and 10. Gets pulled for Taylor Hanicki. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck is Taylor Hanicki? XFL star, apparently. And played for the Vikings a couple of seasons ago. He gets pulled for that jamoke and gets cut the next day. This guy does not have any emotional or professional maturity whatsoever. <laughs> You're in the middle of a freaking pandemic. You lose a football game and you the first thought in your mind is let's go to a strip club, not wear a mask. You're a <laughs> dude, you're a moron. You you are literally a moron. And he gets cut. <laughs> and he should get cut. He absolutely should get cut. He should not be on this football team anymore. And I'm surprised Riverboat Rivera, Ron Rivera himself, who is notoriously hard-nosed when it comes to these kind of matters, would even consider playing him. I would just start Hanicki. You're, you're six and nine. You're not going to make the playoffs anyway. So you might as well start the, the, the other guy over the guy who just, just, first of all, blatantly disrespected your team, yourself, mm. and the fact that you're in the middle of a pandemic. I mean, like, like what the hell is, is going through this kid's mind? But I will pose one question. Where is this guy going to end up? home <laughs> that's where he's going at straight to the house whatever house he bought you better you better gear up because that's where you're gonna be at for the, for the rest of your time he'll be on the couch for a while yeah i'm sure but i i, I heard a report today was about five or six teams interested in bringing him on i'm assuming one would be pittsburgh maybe one carolina um maybe maybe maybe, maybe the patriots uh, not with bill belichick i guarantee you it's not with bill belichick that's not somebody yeah, but it's not. It's not going to be Dwayne Haskins. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll put my mortgage hey, on that hey, one. Hey, you know what? You know what? I'm on the you and Kev now. Now that I'm thinking about it, you just over here talking about Kev. Who, who's your favorite player? Tom Brady. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm like, hey, where, 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 where do you live at? Oh, New York. Oh, the number one hated place. And I'm thinking like. Joe is bullshit. He picked this guy. He picked him. This is Kev. These y'all two have been best friends this whole time, and you like, oh yeah, he's he's an intern. Like we just met him. Like what? Get 
get out of here, man. Now, all right, now, now I know. Now I know what I got to go up against. Two Tom Brady best friends has been best friends since diaper days. Kev, clear this up. He's on to us. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, man. I knew it, man. Kev, I'm, just thinking, I'm just thinking, I'm like, why? Why is Kev always siding with him? They're always on the same side. Well, first of all, always siding is is his first episode. It's we've agreed on two things. And number no, two, no, I'm talking about uh, what the win percentage is. You get he giving out exact win percentages and who's bro, it's it's you just doing the math. Like, it's his job. How did how did how do we how do we go from being neck to neck to how he's just blowing me out now? Like there's uh, no way. Well, well, no, I no actually I, I have the answer for that. I just picked more games right than you. That's what she says it works. <laughs> the numbers don't lie. The numbers don't lie. <laughs> Kev trying at the right time. Kev, throw me under the bus there. God, throw me under the bus. Jesus. I gotta try to play the middleman, you know. <laughs> a little bit, yeah, a little bit. I like that though. Anyway, next game here because I don't want to talk about this game anymore. Browns Jets. And I will give the Browns a uh, I will give the Browns a break here because their four top receivers, Donovan People Jones, Jarvis Landry, and their other two guys were out with COVID. They, they were close contact deemed too risky to play. And Cleveland had to get their shit together on Sunday morning. They practiced in a parking garage going over plays with Baker Mayfield because they, they had no time to prepare for this. Yeah. Um, so I give them a break. Yes, the Jets, you're the two and thirteen Jets, it's a bad loss. But still, I mean, I give him a break. I mean, if, if, if I went out there without any chemistry, without any you know, significant talent throwing to, I understand that. And Baker Mayfield isn't good anyway. So I, I, I get it. I, I understand if you're Cleveland, you don't win this game. I get it. But if you're in New York, why do you want to win this game? That's what I keep questioning. Like, why would you even want to win this game? I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Maybe, maybe, maybe the receivers were out at a strip club with no mask on. It could be. It could be. You don't know. You don't know, but it could be. It very well could we don't be. Know. I don't know. I'm just I'm just trying to put two and two together. But yep. And actually, I want to show cut over there. Yeah. On the jet side of the that's ball. Sam. If that's the if that's the if that's the guideline on it. Yeah. On the jet side of the ball. Sam Darnold slinging Sammy Jr. 16 mm-hmm. of 32. 175 yards, two touchdowns, no turnovers. Mm-hmm. And this prompted a great question in my head. Because as you guys know, I'm a draft guru. Uh, and I was looking over my numbers here and the sheets and everything. And now that Jacksonville is now secured with the number one overall draft pick, I am starting to get a sense they might not take a quarterback number two overall. Mm. Yeah, if you're number one, you take Trevor Lawrence because obviously he's Trevor Lawrence, best, best quarterback prospect in 10, 12 years. I understand that 100%. But if you're the Jets right now, right? You're two and 13. You, you have no shot at getting number one back. You're slotted number two. That's it. You have Justin Fields at number two will be available. Is he worth the number two? Probably not. You have Zach Wilson, but he's probably more towards the back teens. You have Panay Sewell, who's the number one you know, uh, offensive line prospect I've ever seen. Literally, I've ever seen that. That includes Quentin Nelson, mm-hmm. which is, which is that's, that, that speaks volumes if you guys you know, study that tape. But um, looking, at the, looking at number two, and I'm thinking, they're going to trade this pick. They're going to bait someone at number two if they're smart enough. That, that's, and that, and that's a big if. If this if front office is smart enough to actually bait someone correctly, that's a, that's a big if. But I think their plan going into the draft is going to be bait someone number two, trade into the low 10, I mean, trade into the low, um, you know, like eight, nine, 10, that range, or the low teens, trade back, get a quarterback like Zach Wilson at BYU, a guy like Trey Lance at North Dakota State, even a guy like Mac Jones if they really love him. Mm-hmm. Get an extra pick in the mid round, second, third, fourth, even. And you have another pick in the first round at like 25, 26. You can take a tight end or whoever the hell. 
whatever, whatever, uh, whatever gets a, a fight under your ass. At tight end receiver, they have a lot of work to do off at the side of the ball anyway. It doesn't really matter. But actually, the Jets can actually come up looking like, you know, real – I don't want to say cerebral because the Jets aren't a smart franchise. I, I don't want to. I don't want to compliment them too much. I don't want to give them too much credit. Yeah, but they have a shot here to actually walk away winners for the first time in a long time in the NFL draft. That's all I'm gonna say. Do what with it? With what coach? That remains to be seen. We don't. At this point, it'll be Bill O'Brien. At, at this point, it'll be Bill <laughs> O'Brien. If we're, if we're if we're thinking about it, it, it might be Bill uh... O'Brien. If you really want to think about it, it could be because there's not a lot of qualified guys I, I hire from the Jets head coach. Uh, I mean, I guess it could be the guy who, who's your defensive coordinator again. The 49ers defensive coordinator, what's his name? Uh, you said defensive coordinator, yeah. The guy who was up for the job a couple years ago. Oh, you're talking about, um, damn, you make me draw a damn blood. Kev. Let's go 49ers defensive coordinator. I, I gotta look it up too. <laughs> no, because he, he, was, he was a candidate for a, a job last year and he turned it down, I think, or they they, they tendered him until they couldn't sign him or something like that. Uh, what's his name? Robert Sala. Robert Sala. Yeah, he's bald. He has like he's like built yeah. as fuck. Yeah, I know that guy. Anyway, yeah, but he, 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 I guess he could be a, a, a candidate for the Jets too. But I don't really have a lot of names in mind for them. But I'm just saying, they have a shot to not look like asses in the draft for the first time in a long time. That, that's a big step. That's a, that's a big step in the right direction for the New York Jets. That's all I'm gonna say. Big step in the right direction. All right, I guess uh, you got you got it. <laughs> I always got it. Don't don't give that tone. I always got it. Anyway, Broncos Chargers nineteen sixteen is the final score. Justin Herbert twenty eight passing touchdowns on the season now is an NFL rookie record, most of all time by an NFL quarterback as a rookie. Just very impressive. He hasn't had a lot of quality wins this year. I think Anthony Lynn's probably a big reason behind that. His defense hasn't been stellar as well. Um, but still a very cool accomplishment from Justin Herbert. Uh, he'll be starting the league for a very very long time. On the Broncos side of the football, Drew Locke didn't have a great game, didn't have a bad game. Uh, and it really came out now that uh, Vic Fangio, who's the head coach of the Denver Broncos, will be head coach moving forward next season. And it also appears Drew Locke will at least get one more shot with a healthy Cortland Sutton next season before they decide to move on, if they move on at all, from the former Missouri quarterback. So a couple of uh, up-and-coming quarterbacks here, hopefully for Drew Locke's sake. Interesting division win here. Interesting division period. You have the Raiders now probably draft a quarterback this uh, upcoming draft. You have Patrick Mahomes, you have Justin Herbert, you have Drew Locke. It's going to be a very competitive division in a couple of years. Yeah. Very, very inter- entertaining division, very interesting division, a very quarterback-driven division. Just keep in mind, uh, you're on the AFC West. Pretty cool division. Uh, hey. It is. I, I mean, I can't go wrong. I, I, and I want to I go against it so bad. But I can't. It, it's 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 just, just like disagreeing with me. It's pretty evident. It's it's not a lot of. You know, this is this isn't the, this isn't like back in the day where you just had uh, a whole slew of uh, amazing quarterbacks that are just playing in every city. Like no, this is coming slim to none around here. And once you get a little bit of uh, flash or a little bit of uh, luck on your side, it's gonna come flooding in. So <clears throat> yeah, I can see it happening for sure. Definitely. Next game, Dallas and Philadelphia. And by the way, I did not see this coming. (laughs) 37-17 is the final score. Dallas wallops Jalen Hurt and the Eagles behind Andy Dalton, the red rifle. What are these stats here? What the hell? My screen protector sucks. Anyway, Andy Dalton, 22 of 30, 377 yards, three touchdowns, and a pick. Granted, a pick. But still... And this is the game that I've been kind of waiting for here because it's intriguing. I love Jalen Hurts. 
And eventually every guy has their welcome to the NFL moment. This was Jalen Hurts' moment. Absolutely. Losing to Dallas, this was this was his moment. And I'm wondering now, week 17, it doesn't really mean a lot. You're, still, you're not going to make the playoffs at 4-10-1. But I want to see how he responds. This is probably this is probably mentally very tough for a guy, especially a rookie coming in midseason, beating teams like the Saints with all-star defenses to lose to a team with Dallas. He's pretty much given up at this point. They're 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 no longer you know in the contention either. They've Andy freaking Dalton. Dak Prescott isn't playing. And he loses yeah. the Red Rifle and Ezekiel Elliott, who's been a disappointment all year. So I'm interested to see his response next week. I don't know who they have next week schedule-wise. Um, but but I do want to see how he responds next week and I, I wonder if he actually balls out or maybe he struggles again. Mm-hmm. And maybe creates a kind of a tension in the room for Philadelphia, whether or not they want to go back to Carson Wentz or having maybe an open competition next year in training camp. Washington on Sunday night, by the way. Washington on Sunday night. So maybe no, that's going to be a tough game. Not going to lie. It's kind of a tough game. No, it's going to be a real tough game with, that, with Chase Young out there. What are your thoughts on Jalen Hurts versus Carson Wentz, though, if Hurts struggles again next week? I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't think that'll happen. I think they're going to, I think they're, they're okay with moving forward with, uh, with Hurts. Uh, you know, Carson Wentz is just, I, I feel like his time has passed. <clears throat> I mean, I don't think they would give him up. I think they will be a great backup, um, help Jalen Hurts out. Uh, that's, a, that's an expensive backup. It is an expensive backup, but who else are you going to take? That's the thing. I was thinking about this the other There's day. nobody else who has his pedigree. <laughs> well, well, not even that. It's if you want to trade him, who would take on the dead money? That, that's the thing I keep going back to. Like, unless you have a team that really thinks they're that elite, like the Chiefs or something, that they just want a one-year rental and Carson Wentz, that's the only situation I can think of. Washington, maybe, but if Rivera wants to get – first of all, interdivision trades always are a terrible idea, one. And two, you think Rivera wants to take on – first of all, he's reshaping this team for his first year. You think he wants to bring on a $37 million salary cap hit? I wouldn't if I'm Rivera. I don't think you'd want to either. So it's like, where, where is this guy going to go? Pittsburgh, maybe? Like, I, it, I don't have a landing spot. Kev, do you have a landing spot for this guy? Like, I'm putting you on the spot here, but like, where does he, where is this guy going to go? I think Pittsburgh's a good one, but I, I can't think of anywhere else that would make sense, really. I mean, Minnesota's used to paying a ridiculous amounts of money for bad quarterbacks. <laughs> maybe he goes to Minnesota or something. Yeah. Maybe San Francisco. Who knows? We do, like really don't know. Uh, Minnesota's got a lot of problems, though. <laughs> yes, they do. Yes, they do. <laughs> don't, even, don't even bring my team up. You, you guys needed a quarterback more than we do. Chris, at least 12 times an episode, you find a way to relate something that has nothing to do with the Patriots back to me. Like, like at least 12 times an episode. It's just, it's, it's horrible. It's horrible. But uh, I guess maybe. Let's guess... right here. All right. At this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's ready to go. That's funny. Anyway, Rams Seahawks, 29 is the final score. 22 9. Sorry. That's the final score. <clears throat> Seahawks officially clinched the uh, NFC West there, 11 and 4 at the record, and the Rams fall to 9 and 6. Jared Goff. Goes out with a thumb injury, um, and he can't finish the game there. And apparently, that might keep him out next week as well. Chop that thing the fuck off and get it back in the game. You're you're fighting for your playoff survival right now. I don't care if you have a thumb injury. Get back in the game. I don't care. If I'm Sean McVay, I'm like, you're playing this week. I, I don't, he has to start, what, Blake Bortles? If he doesn't start, I think they claim him off waivers. Blake mm-hmm. Bortles? Or maybe uh, Sean Mannion. I don't know who the, who's their backup. I don't know who their backup is. I think. They, uh, John Wolford. Who? I don't think he's ever. I don't think he's ever started or played in a game in the NFL. He hasn't. Preseason? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> I think he, he was in another league. I remember his name. I don't know which league it was though. Oh no, it was like the uh, not the AAF. 
Yeah, I think it was the AAF. AAF. That was a great yeah. league, by the way. I like that league a lot. I, I did, wish they yeah. kept that league around. But anyway, yeah, John Walford, if they had to start that game to keep your playoff hopes alive, I would be in a tears and a mess in a heap <laughs> if I was a Rams fan. I'm just saying. But would, that probably makes you, must, that probably makes you smile. Like All you got to do is do this. Go. Hand off, hand off, hand off, hand off. They don't got girly anymore, though. They can't do that every time. So we got we to keep an eye on that as well. He's but doing, He's doing just fine. Yeah, for sure. Um, if I'm Seattle, though, and I know it's a, it's a quality win, and it's a, it's a solid win against a team you needed to be interdivisionally wise, and you needed to make sure you solidified your spot uh, as the division winner. But I would have liked to see a, a more convincing win. 20 points for, this, for the Seattle Seahawks, who we've seen in the past just have been explosive with DK Metcalf and Tyler, uh, Tyler Lockett and Russell Wilson at the helm. Um, it's, it's one touchdown for 225 yards on 20, 20, attempt, on 20 uh, completion for Russell Wilson. I mean, you start the year off as the clear-cut MVP. I mean, I don't think anyone was denying that whatsoever. He was the clear-cut number one MVP candidate up until like week six, week seven. Mm-hmm. Then I start to take a nosedive, and, and you're 11 and four now. You're you should be a better team than that. And Jamal Adams, I guess, has come on a little bit more and and sort of play defense better. But it's even doubt now. Your offense used to be dominant. Your defense used to be subpar. Now it's kind of starting to creep towards, you know, mediocrity for both sides of the football. So what do you make of Seattle this year, and what do you think they'll do in the playoffs? Uh, I think they'll be. Uh, <clears throat> I think they'll be in a in a couple. You know, in a couple dog fights. I, don't, I think they'll come out the first week. I mean, I mean, out of the first round. And end up getting to the second round. Now from there, I, I don't know what's going to happen. We're, I'll be wishing great. I mean, uh, the mo- I mean, the best for them. But uh, you know, overall, I just think that they're a team that's that's going to be a fighting team. They don't have you know don't have much going on right now. Uh, all because they're just trying to stay healthy. That's what it looked like to me. They're just trying to stay healthy as possible and uh, rely on the defense, which Pete Carroll has always done. Um, you know, throughout his career. And, you know, even that, even that is iffy. <laughs> so. For sure. For sure. I mean, I, I wouldn't say I trust them. Actually, this year is very, very odd. Now I trust only three teams total, literally trust three teams, the Packers, the chiefs and the saints. That's it. Oh, no, wait, wait. Yeah. I said Packers, Chiefs, Saints. those three teams, Steelers are frauds. Colts are frauds. Ravens are frauds. Ravens are absolute frauds. Seahawks are not frauds, but I don't trust them to go deep in the playoffs. I mean, I, I just don't trust a lot of teams this year. I think it may be because of COVID, maybe because of, there's a lot of different uh, things going into account with preparedness and the, and the ability to kind of formulate playoff success. But I trust I only trust those three teams. That's you it. I think the Bills are in there? See, they crept in there after Monday night. They crept in there. Convincing win against New England. We'll talk about that last game there um, mm. in a couple of games, in a couple minutes here. But when it comes to Buffalo, Josh Allen has been – Nothing short of remarkable. The best quarterback out of that entire draft class. They drafted five quarterbacks in the first round. Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, and uh, who's the fifth guy? Sam Darnold. Who am I missing? Oh, uh, who's the, oh, Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield is the, is the fifth guy. Uh, I think bar none, he's, he's the number one quarterback out of that draft class so far. I think he's been you know absolutely bananas the last couple of weeks. And I said it multiple times beforehand, Stephon Diggs, was the perfect receiver to pair with this guy. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Josh Allen is now leading the NFL in yard um, passes thrown over 20 yards. He's completing 50% of that. That's unheard of. That's a crazy, crazy rate for some of these deep throws. And yeah. Diggs is the number one reason why. And now, he has, now he's opening himself for Beasley. Beasley was, was, I think, 40 yards short of a 1,000-yard season, which he's never even sniffed before. Mm-hmm. 
And guys like John Smokey Brown, obviously in the slot, providing some nice speed, uh, you know, in cover three coverage and stuff like that. But it's just, this team is starting to, I'm starting to warm up to them a little bit to answer your question, Cap, but I'm not sure I trust them implicitly yet. I just see a lot. But I have, but I will say I have a ton of respect for the team. Sean McDermott has turned this team around. They had a losing culture, bona fide losing culture. Started yes. in the 90s, four straight Super Bowl losses. That's demoralizing, and it's it's taking its toll. They had the longest playoff drought in North American sports history, 25 years. Mm. They won a couple seasons ago, thanks to actually thanks to Andy Dalton and the Red Rifle Bengals, and they've been on a great track since, and Sean McDermott's the number one reason why, and I love how what he's done for this team. So the Bills might be in that category soon, but as of right now, I don't trust him yet. It's crazy. It's just crazy how life works. It's like, you know. The Bills, they're starting, they're starting to, you know, to go trend up and be great. And Patriots are trending down. <laughs> hey guys, if you want to fast forward, you can because like he's hey, gonna make more I, references. Every, so. uh, every chance you give me, I'm gonna go for it. I'm, you, I'm, I'm like, I'm just giving you alleys right now. You're just like slamming them down. Jeez. All right, next game: Packers Titans, forty to fourteen. Wow. 40 to 14. The Packers went to 12 and 3. This is the reason why I trust the Packers. They show up against good teams. Man. In the Titans, 10 and 5. Uh, Devontae Adams. I'm ready to crown as the number one receiver in all of football. This year, yes. 11 receptions, 142 yards, and three touchdowns. Yeah. Just pure, pure dominant. And it's not like they have slouches on Tennessee's defense. Kevin Bayard, a ball hawk at safety. Malcolm Butler, who I think is criminally overrated, but is still not a bad player. And Dory Jackson. I mean, they, they have guys in secondary to cover him, but they just couldn't get it done. His footwork is the best in the league, and I don't think it's close. People are terrified of his feet. I would even say he's in the same class of footwork as the GOAT, Chad Johnson. Yeah, That's how much I respect this guy's foot game. It's in that, that's, if you guys ever want to watch Chad Johnson's tape, you need to watch his feet. People weren't scared of his speeders, agility. They were scared of his footwork. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Devontae Adams. Not the, the fastest guy, not the biggest, not the strongest guy. But goddamn, he can walk a tightrope with his toes. Mm-hmm. No, he's 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 everything that you said. He's 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 that and so. Um, the guy is he just shows week in and week out um, what kind of player he is. And and if I was him, I would be at Aaron Rodgers' house every day thanking him or calling him on the phone thanking him and talking about how we're going to get another touchdown because you know without Aaron Rodgers I don't know if he could I don't know if he could do it I don't know if he can pull up these same numbers this is just hard it's just hard it's even like these are rare things that you see and it's just the same thing as like Travis Kelsey being having the most yards as a tight end over wide receivers you know what I'm saying like you got you got to attest that to your quarterback you know what I'm saying? And then it goes even deeper than that of your doggone quote, your, your coach. It's like things have to go, have to be worked and played. But um, Adams for sure is a number one, he's the number one wide receiver right now in the NFL. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. The, the, I figured the time would come at some point. Uh, Monday Night Football. Yep. Let's go ahead. Let's talk Bill, about it. Bills Patriots, 38 9 is the final score. Right, how'd it go? How'd it go, Kev? Not very well. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love how Kem's all like calm and like very like, monotone. We're all just like loud and obnoxious and stuff. It's a great little Valentine. I love that. Uh, but anyway, yeah. I mean, I can't say I didn't see it coming. 
I'm not, I can say I'm surprised <laughs> it happened. Um, Josh Allen now has 34 touchdowns on the year, the most in Bills history. Okay. And they had Jim Kelly with the running gun offense. So I'm just saying that's not that's not that's a very underrated accomplishment for Josh Allen this season for Buffalo. Mm-hmm. But New England, the one complaint I had from the get-go, you didn't start Jared Stidham. Mm-hmm. And yeah, a lot of people talk about it. During the week, McDaniels talked about how he was he didn't feel he was ready yet and all that stuff, which is astounding because when you have a, a quarterback as bad as Cam Newton, you can't even start your backup because he's worse. That's what you're basically telling me, which is scary in its own right. But this is how I look at it, right? You're six, you're, you're six and eight before this game. You actually have more to gain by losing, right? If you lose the game, you went from 15 to 12 in the draft. You lost the game anyway. But what I'm saying is, why not see what you have instead of in a full course of a game, four quarters against a good team in Buffalo. Why not throw him to the dogs? You have nothing to lose. If you if he if he's bad, cut him. That's it. You're not we're not going anything anyway. Cam Newton's not gonna be your quarterback next year. I pray and hope to Jesus Christ will be my quarterback next year. But why not start Jared Stenham? I don't understand that. And I, will, I never will understand that. Even if he stinks out loud, just toss him to the dogs, give him an opportunity. And then, I think they were trying to get Cam's incentive deal, make sure he got his his payment and everything, because it wasn't good faith that deal that he signed at the beginning of the season. Because before he was, you know before he was revealed as being a quarterback just past his prime, he took a very, very uh, team-friendly contract to, to sign with Bill Belichick, right? And I feel like it's a gesture of goodwill from Belichick's uh, point of view. Or, and this is a very reasonable expectation as well, or Bill Belichick is really just that arrogant to not want to show Jerry Stidham at all. He wants to be like, hey, we're rolling with Cam Newton. That's all we're going to do this week. He's an arrogant motherfucker. I love Bill Belichick. I do. But he will never admit he's wrong. Ever. He'll never do it. <laughs> hey, you are hilarious, Joe. Like, I know. I should have a comedy this, show this, or something. This, I don't where, well, why would you even assume that that's what's going on right now? Like Which he is, he's he's just he's just that he's just that savvy and that technical that he's not going to show his hand of Stidham when no no no, no. I didn't say that I said he was I, I said he was arrogant Bill Belichick's arrogant Joe 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 if he can't play and take over the starting role right now and you have a starting quarterback who is playing bad that nine times out of ten that means I don't have anything to back him up that's why he's not starting that's all know. that says to me. It right, doesn't tell me that, oh, we're stinking and we're looking really bad. And I got this guy right here who's going to change the world for, for our team. You're playing him. Chris, what I'm trying to tell you is right now, you have nothing to lose and everything to gain by playing Jared Stenham. If he stinks, you don't, it doesn't matter. You still lose the game. But if you start him, he actually does well. Maybe you can work with him next season. It doesn't, but I'm just trying to say is he's a second year player, has never gotten actual playing time, never started a game, never actually had real authentic playing time. Brian Hoyer started over him against Kansas City. And then when Stidham came in the next year, almost made a comeback. What I'm trying to say is if 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 anything, you give him an opportunity to prove himself. If he stinks, that's fine. Doesn't matter. You already know what Cam Newton is. You do not know what Jerry Stidham is. You've never seen him in game action. That's all I'm trying to say. I, I I get that, Joe. I get it. It's just the fact that you had to add in that this guy is a guru and he's not going to show his hand. He's 
all of this. And he's all like, no, we know what it really is. Stop trying to give him uh, a, a extra leeway out if it does turn for the right with Stidham. Well, no, that, that wasn't- I highly doubt was going to happen. At this point, I'm, I'm with you, but I, want to try, I wasn't saying that's my theory. I'm saying that's the theory that's been circulating. It was, I think those are two, the two options that are, that are viable yeah, right well, now. Um, said that, and then they need to get out of here too. And I half know, of Boston I, Sports Radio. I know Spike King. He's been saying he's been promoting it so much on his on his social media, and I'm like, I got to stop liking these pictures because <laughs> people are gonna start thinking I believe in this. I will say though, he has a great nickname, Stidham Stiffy. That's a great tagline. <laughs> that's a great tagline. That's, um, a great, that's a great. That's a great name to have to sit on the bench. Yeah, that's that's a great. It's a great. <laughs> Back of quarterbacks are very popular. Are you kidding? I like, no, I, hey, I, listen, I wish I was a back. I would if I could ever go back, it would be a couple positions I played. Backup quarterback, kicker, uh, punter, <laughs> and and uh maybe, maybe deep as it is. No, I'd play punter. We actually we talked about this before in the show. I'm still pissed at my dad. I wish I was a punter. <laughs> Couple mil a year. You're out there 25% of the time. You get clout. Yeah. You get chicks. You get everything. You get like all the amenities that come with being an NFL player. You, you practice kicking a ball for like three hours then and just go home. Like that's, that's awesome. That's the best day job in the world. But, but also the most cri- uh, criticized as well when they miss a kick. Oh, for sure. But you're, when you're a punter, you really have that responsibility. Like your life is over with if you miss a kid. I mean, I can, I can only, only think of one time a punter was really berated when uh, Steve Weatherford kicked that ball to Sean Jackson when he returned it for a touchdown. Yeah. And that's, that's like the only time I've seen a punter get chewed out on like social media. That's like the only time ever. Yeah. They don't, they don't get chewed out a lot. So I'd, I'd take that job too. You can be All a right. long snapper. Long snapper too. They, get, they have a nice <laughs> life too. No, there's a long snapper. But you get you hit still, though. You still got a block. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, You're and you get hit. Down. You get hit. I think when you're down, though, they can't hit you until you come off. They can't hit you, but you're gonna have you're gonna pick that head up. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like you're gonna stay down there. You, can, you can't turtle in place. You gotta hit somebody. Somebody's gonna lay your ass out. And that's week 16 through Stafford Matthews eyes. Sponsored by at Colin Covers on Instagram. If you need any sporting advice or sporting bet at all, Colin Covers is your guy. Check him out at Colin Covers on Instagram. Just uh, unreal what it really does. So definitely shout him out. Our sponsor, we thank you as well. Week 17, final weeks for picks. Kev, what, what's the record again right now? What's our record? See, there we go. Best friends. Go ahead. Tell them. Uh, let's see. 70% Joe. What, what, are the, what are the actual records, though? Oh, 157 out of 225 for Joe and 149 out of 225 for Chris. Okay. So you're back eight games. And, Chris, you can still do it. You have a shot. It's a long shot, but you have a shot. Week this 17 all, picks. That's what you're going to tell me, huh? Yeah. I, I'm winning right now. Is that what I'm going to tell you? Are you kidding? Right. Week right. 17. Final pickums for for Stafford and Matthews for the regular season. Here we go, Cowboys Giants. Uh, mm, Cowboys. This is the toilet bowl. I'm going with the. Uh, God, I'm, I'll go with the Cowboys too. Jets Patriots. Uh, let's go with the Jets. I think Jets pull another one out on you. I'm going with the Patriots just out of loyalty, blind loyalty. But I could see them losing this game too. They're, they're too strict. They got two wins on us right now um, in the last two weeks. And they almost lost the game with Camden and Joe Flacco playing a few weeks ago. So keep that in mind as well. Falcons, Bucks. Uh, I'm going with the Bucks. I'll go with the Bucks too, but I think the Falcons could easily knock this team off. Easily. Uh, easily? I don't know about easily, but 
I could see them winning if Tom Brady doesn't come out throwing the ball like he like he just did. Yeah, definitely. Vikings he, Lions. He's coming out slinging the ball, then they're, they're definitely losing the ball. They're <laughs> losing the yay for, for sure. sure. Vikings Lions. Uh, let's go with the lot. No. Mm, damn, it's a hard one too. Um, let's go with the Lions. I'm going with the Lions. I'll go with the Vikings there. Steelers Browns. Steelers. I'm going with the Browns because they're starting Mason Rudolph and and uh, what's his name's healthy. Miles Garrett's healthy. This is they're gonna it's gonna be a fight. I really hope there's a real. I really hope there's another <laughs> brawl. I really do. I really hope it's a brawl. I can't wait. But I, I'm sure. But the thing is, the NFL now is taking on a, a, a like a very like buddy buddy kind of friendship league where like I'm sure there'll be like a pregame like dap up with him and Miles Garrett like a photo op and like everything's cool now or something. No, I want them to fight again. That was it'll, like not to watch TV. One, one's gonna stay on one side, the other's gonna stay. On. I bet you. I bet you. I bet you. Uh, Rudolph is gonna have a security guard right behind him too when. He, <laughs> When Miles Garrett gets out there, Miles Garrett's a freak individual. I'd have, I'd have, <laughs> I'd have two security guards if I was Mason Rudolph. <laughs> anyway, Ravens, Bengals. Uh, Ravens. Ravens. Dolphins, Bills. Wait, 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 wait. Ravens, Bengals. Yeah. I might want to. No. I'm, yeah, I'm going to stick with the Ravens. Who are we talking about next? Dolphins, Bills. Dolphins, Bills. Mm, let's go with the Bills. Dolphins need to win this game. I'm going with the Bills, too, though. Cardinals Rams. Let's go with the mm, let's go with the Rams. I think they'll have it. I think I'm gonna go have. with the Rams too, and it, it kind of caps off just like a dis yeah. disappointing season yeah. um, for, for Arizona after a red hot start. Packers Bears. Packers. Packers for sure. Seahawks 49ers. D- 49ers. <laughs> uh, Jaguars Colts. Oh, Colts. I'm going to go with the Colts. Titans, Texans. Let's go with the Texans. I mean, Titans. Give me the Texans on this one. I want to see them just like, I, I want to see them just not clinch the division. I really want to see them not clinch the division. I'm going to win. Raiders, Broncos. Oh, shit. Uh, Raiders. I'll go with the Raiders too. Chargers, Chiefs. 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 Saints, Panthers. Saints. I'll go with the Saints, too. And then, the, then the, the final game of the week, the Washington football team and the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, Washington football team, easily. I'm going to go with Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. I'm going to make it interesting. I'm going to make it interesting. Now, I, I'm doing that for you. I'm making it interesting. I want to see how it comes out there. I know you do. I know you do. Uh, I, lost, anyway. I lost in fantasy, but I'm going to win. <laughs> anyway, that wraps up week 17 pickums for Stafford and Matthews. Uh, again, shout out to our sponsor, Colin Covers. Also, check out bossesbig3.com slash shop. Great merch up there, individual designs. Got some, uh, some hateful juju merch up there, which I thought was really funny making that. We got some Scam Newton merch. We got some Fire Josh Manales merch. We got a lot of stuff. Chris, what else we got on, the, on Boston's Big 3 shop? I don't know, man. After those two, I can't, I can't even. I, like, I like these dudes that you're talking about, man. I can't even. I can't even go after that, but I mean, if you really want to, we got TVs, we got goggles, we got hats, uh, we got flowers, we got bouquets of flowers, we got CBD oil, we got <laughs> we got everything you need, man. We got edible arrangements or something. Bigfree.com, man. Support us, support the merch, support the line, support everything that we got going, man, because without you guys, 
we would be nothing. And it's only going to go up from here. And that's why we're going to keep on going even this offseason. You're going to see all, all three of our faces in this camera from now on. Watch. For sure. And support me specifically because I'm broke and Chris is a millionaire. So that probably helps a little bit. Anyway, uh, shout out to, first of all, shout out to intern Kev, Kevin the intern coming on here uh, for the first time. Hope you had some fun. And uh, any, any last thoughts, Kev? That was a great time. Good listening to you guys talk about football. It was fun. There we go. There we go. Chris, any final thoughts? Uh, man, uh, happy holidays, everybody. And uh, New Year's is coming up. I hope everybody is uh, staying safe and healthy and uh, ready for this new year to come up because we can only get better from here. Yeah, the thing about 2020, you start at rock bottom, you can only go up. You can only go up. That's what I'm saying. We're only going to go up, man. Moving on up. There we go. Uh, happy holidays, like Chris just said. We just celebrated Christmas at my house. Um, and hopefully, uh, you guys have a safe and happy holiday season, whether that be uh, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, the whole nine yards. So, hopefully, you guys have a safe and uh, happy holiday season. Happy New Year, everybody. We'll have another episode till after the new year. So, happy 2021. Um, and that'll do it. Stafford and Matthew's episode. Correct for the new year, too. Our next episode, we better come in here. Stop everybody's looking only up in 2020, 21. All right. I'm just making sure. All right. Episode in the books. We'll see you guys next time. Cool.